Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, J.C. Cole, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. J.C. Cole checking in from New Jersey, and it very easily could have and should have been J.C. Cole sitting in this spot on the bus with the Arise USA Tour, but instead... He said, oh, take Trent. He's got nothing to do. I got to take care of these horses and chickens. Thanks, JC. That, that, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> I, I said, hey, wait a minute. The best man for this job is you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's, it's fantastic. We have I, a hurdle or I, two, I but we don't need to dwell on them. No, no, of course not. But, um, yeah. no, seriously, you got to pick the best man to carry the ball. Um, and, uh, you have a lot more style and grace than I do. And, mm. and so you're in front of a lot of people. You gotta, you gotta put on a really good, um, show for them and get yeah. that message across. We've been doing very well. Uh, here's the problem because now I'm totally consumed. I'm like everybody else. I'm totally consumed in my day job. And my day job is making sure we have the right venue, making sure that everything's going to come together right, making sure that the venue two weeks from now is coming together and we get all that put together. So I've totally lost track of what's happening in the outside world. I can't keep track of it. So I have to look to you to keep me in tune with, are we going to be out of diesel soon, JC? I don't know. I can't keep track of it. I think we'll be okay on diesel for a while, but those warning shots certainly were fired. Yeah. What's the latest? on energy infrastructure. Well, you're starting to see, um, you're starting to see people wake up. For instance, uh, I I read an article from a top gold and silver uh, management um, uh, company in in Switzerland. And they Mm -hmm. pointed out exactly what you and I have been discussing for a month in, in a report. So it's very unusual that you get the financial guys saying the same thing, you know, um, energy shortages, disease, war, civil war, economic collapse and famine. These are what we've been pointing out. And so now other parts of the world are, are, are waking up to that. So one of the keys is, is exactly what you said. It's on energy. And we have to, my particular um opinion is that we have to have storage of energy in case that we have major disruptions right. so that we can function through those periods and, 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 and fix the problem. One other thing that you've been telling us since you and I met and Congressman Devin Nunes walked us through yesterday is the value of the dollar, the existence of the dollar and the Chinese trying to completely kick it out of use yes that that and and if you here's one of my beefs just one um is that if you look at our educational system we've been through 12 years of basic schooling to get out of high school and then some of us went on to university but where did you go to university you know i went to um i went to lehigh i don't want anybody (laughs) to know that and and that that might okay, be one of the ahead. reasons I'm not on the tour because I wasn't going to change my hat. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but 
But, so we but, go 12 years um, and we go to, I, I didn't mean to disrail you, but I just had to get the little Lehigh plug in there because I didn't want anybody to not know you went to Lehigh. That, that's, that's correct. And so, <laughs> so, um, we had no education on a, on our monetary system. They kept mm-hmm. us dumb and dumber on, on, on what a monetary system is and even more, uh, let's say, uh, stressful or, or damaging to the United States is our monetary system is the world reserve currency. It's the only one at this time. And the battle is going on for the world reserve currency. And that will affect us personally, um, you know, at our, at our table. Um, And and people just don't understand that. So the other thing that uh, I, that they didn't teach us is, um, how the brain works and how learning works. They, ne- they never te- uh, taught us that. Instead, they just hammer us with the rote, the rote memory system. And, you know, that comes back to, you know, what old uh, John D. Rockefeller said. He goes, I don't want a, uh, I don't want a uh, country of thinkers. I want a country of workers. And now you look in our entire education system and then taken down and put into common core or dumb and dumber and no, no, no idiot left behind, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so we actually crippled our own youth by getting them, you know, uh, shackling them so that the really smart or uh, could, could accelerate and, and learn a lot. And we're wondering why, let's say Asia kicks our ass when it comes to uh, education. Yeah, I mean, just look at the amount of engineers that are Asian in our school system. Right. So, anyway, so, I didn't mean to get off on that pet peeve. No, actually, sure. you sent me you sent me on a perfect rabbit trail because JC, you would not know this in the past twenty years of me engaging in in policy or or, or trying to get the word out about agriculture and food production. There is no issue that I've spent more time on than that of the USDA Health and Human Services Food Guide Pyramid, which isn't even called that anymore. But we've had kids on a path of depredation and starvation. And now it's kind of all coming clear to me. It just ties in with what you said. Because if you look at the sources of food that truly improve brain and cognitive abilities, they've been demonized. And we've been told to eat more of the foods that are not associated with the brain. And you look at what Michelle Obama tried to do with these kids in the school lunch program. Didn't try. She actually succeeded until we turned it around. All of the food that supports brain development and cognition, we're told not to eat. And I thought it was just because we had this warm and fuzzy feeling towards animals and the animal rights community had too much money. No, this has been a, uh, since 1977. And you can read all about it in the book. The big fat surprise, you know, just look at fat. Fat feeds the brain, and yeah. we have people that are scared to death to eat fat. Yes, yes, that's true. It's like all of a sudden cholesterol is the evil, evil you know, substance. No, actually, we need certain cholesterol. Uh, and absolutely, and 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 you just look, and there was a full scale attack on every possible thing: our education, our health system, mm-hmm. our financial system, and what they're Literally, I believe, is they're trying to destroy the United States. Is it a coincidence that all of our jobs, our manufacturing, get shipped overseas 
and, you know, and our mining and, and natural resources got shut down and our farms all got kind of hurdled, hurdled and cornered into one section that's controlled by 10 major corporations, you know, and, 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 and so it's, it's the wake up time, but it's the wake up time at the end of the rope. Better, better figure this out real quick. And of course, health, health is a primary to the functioning of, of, of the human brain and the human spirit. And, and now if we just look at ourselves one day, I, I can only say so much on the air, but one day I went into Walmart because I had to. And <laughs> I saw never a woman. Have, I am so tired of hearing that. You never have to go to Walmart. <laughs> At this particular time, I did. And I think it was, you know, the universe wanted me to go in there because I saw a 400-pound woman in, in a pair of dance skins. And my eyes will never be the same. <laughs> It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and even worse, it was like a bright pink. It was bright pink tan skin for a 400-pound woman. <laughs> Again, you'd never have to go to Walmart. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> right. By the way, you know, sometimes you, you have to dance with the enemy. And if you if you study what uh, Putin did, Putin is a judo master. He uses okay. the enemy's weight and, and and momentum against them all the time. He's a master at it. And so sometimes mm -hmm. you have to engage the enemy with their own tactics. Can you right? give me an example? So, well, <clears throat> well, one is we're we're um, at this particular time, and you're you're still using that platform. <laughs> I think I think Congressman put got his point across, and but you think? Yes, I think uh, after the third or fourth uh, smack. <laughs> yeah, we're still here. I don't get it. You're right, <laughs> right, but um, but you, you know, it's still it's their system, but you're using it for the betterment of of good, and so right. that's an example. You're using an evil system, but for the betterment of good. And so at this particular time, that's what we have. That's what we have to use. Um, well, you're telling me I should call Devin back up and say, hey, they continue to allow me to use their tools to educate people correctly. Why would I leave it? Is that what you just, you just confused me. No, I said uh, kind of <laughs> use their, their momentum against them. Oh. I got an issue. I got momentum. I got momentum. It's called a break. I got to look at my clock more often. Roll route, JC Cole. We'll be back with more Arise USA after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside JC Cole. Here every Wednesday to try to keep me straight. You didn't realize it was that big of a battle. Yeah. Well, you're a moving uh, target. Yep, yep. <laughs> Like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'd rather be the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner always wins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I want to be the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner is always the prey, not the predator. Well, you know, again, use use the enemy's uh, momentum against them. <laughs> so, so you know, uh, I just I, I got to be better. Yeah, hang on. I got to be better at doing that. I, you've really given me an excellent homework assignment and being more strategic to use the enemy's 
the enemy's energy against them. Okay, homework assignment, or your trivia question. Yes, okay. Which American presidents, which four American presidents were assassinated, and what actions did the assassinated presidents all have in common, along with Andrew Jackson? Uh, I only know three. That's why I asked for four. <laughs> okay, well, if somebody names them all four in the comment list, we'll send them the Dog Lover movie. But we can't just sit here waiting to see if somebody's going to get it. What are you going to do now? We go on to other things, like like um, during during okay. uh, this week or last week uh, since we talked, China had a 7.3 magnitude earthquake. And so mm-hmm. there are a couple of things. One is... When you study the USGS, and remember, I have a degree in geology, you notice that they will almost always downgrade, downgrade the, the earthquakes by about 3.3 um, levels. So, so now, normally that wouldn't make much difference, except for earthquakes are on a logarithmic scale. So downgrading a seven, uh, let's say a seven to a six is a 10 time multiplier. So what we're seeing is they're right. fudging the data. What, what would be the strategy the behind that? Say again? What would be the strategy behind downgrading? Uh, well, that's- McKinley is the one I wasn't thinking of. Alan got him. Okay. Lincoln, Garfield, McKinley, Kennedy. Correct. And what actions did they did the assassinated presidents all have in common? Uh, working against the gold standard, trying to fix the gold standard. Well, taking on the taking on the international bankers, pretty much the same thing. Okay, is that well, a coincidence? I, and then, and the same I'm with that. Trying um, be, I'm trying to be a student of J.C. Cole. That's why I answer that question that way. Right, and, and the same with Andrew Jackson. Where somebody put two muzzle, was it um, black powder pistols in his stomach, and they both misfired. So all all five of those presidents attempted to take control of of the financial system of the United States away from the bankers. By hmm. coincidence, those are those are the guys who got so, shot. So let's take that a next step. Did Trump? Try to do that at the right level. Uh, no, actually, I think he's he he may be much more clever. And listen, when the five guys before you <laughs> tried to do it and got shot, it might be a hint to try something different. And so, my understanding, and and this is hard to find, is that uh, mm-hmm. the U.S. Treasury took back control uh, of the Federal Reserve. But then the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve was handed over to, um, I think it's BlackRock or Blackstone. I get, I get them confused. Yeah, I, I know, I know you to be true, but I don't know which one it is either. Right, and so again, one of the major things being played out in the world is this battle over the world reserve currency, which comes back to your question with the Chinese and what um, what the congressman had said is that the Chinese are are trying to take control of the world reserve currency. Right. And and 
And a lot of that comes back to what we have discussed before is what you sell oil in. And, and so there was a monopoly to, to purchase oil in U.S. dollars in the world, and that's now breaking, where the Russians have their system where they can sell oil in any currency they want, and the Chinese have a system where they can exchange it. So they, they created alternatives to the SWIFT system, which is how you do international purchases. Didn't Reagan also try to fix this financial situation, and he got shot? Um, I don't know where Reagan was on it, but he did get shot. And when you look into it, um, somehow I don't think it was John Hinckley, although that was the reported. Um, right. You know, it just happens that the guy who would who would benefit the most was mm-hmm. the ex-director of the CIA, the vice president, George Bush. Uh, we, senior. I was with I was with you, but thanks for laying that out, you know, directly. Right. Uh, You know, I never did understand why a guy who had this fascination with Jodie Foster thought it was important to kill the president. That was the story we were told. And and by coincidence, John Hinckley Sr. is a business associate of George Bush Sr. By coincidence. I I didn't know that either. Yeah. It's pretty pretty sinister, actually, to have – two implications to the vice president that he was involved with assassinate an assassination attempt of the president. No. And we do have him on record saying over 30 times the new world order. Really? Yes. He was the one who started this. He actually started in a speech. Uh um, I think it was 1991 on September 11th why that date keeps popping up, he gave a speech to, I believe it was, the United Nations on creating a new world order by coincidence. I'm going to find that speech. I'm going to, I'm not doubting you. I just want to have that tool in my arsenal. That's right. So are you suggesting that on Friday when the Arise USA tours in College Station, we should or should not stop by the George Bush uh, Library? Mm. <laughs> look, well, look, look at him pause and you can see the cogs spinning turning well you know again we come back to maybe using the enemy's uh, uh, momentum I against knew them. you were going to do that the minute I got that out of my mouth I knew you were going to say well you use the energies the enemy's energies of oh, good grief that's a tongue twister the enemy's energy against you yes that's, that's uh, actually studying jujitsu is fascinating because for every move there's a counter move, and for every counter move there's another counter move, and it's almost like this massive physical chess game going on on who can get the counter moves in in place before somebody gets locked up in a, in let's say a, um, a chokehold. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating sport. All right, so where where were we headed before we got to the assassination? You had us well, we were path. looking. We, we're, we're looking at China. China got hit with a 7.3 earthquake, earthquake, which probably would be a little bit stronger. Um, and that also last week we had multiple CMEs fire off from the sun. Now, these were not serious ones. We just had multiples. And a CME is a coronal mass ejection. Basically, it's the sun spitting out a whole bunch of plasma. Right. 
when they're small, they're actually quite valuable for us because uh, our magnetosphere around the Earth builds when we uh, by absorbing the CMEs. But when our when we don't have many, our magnetosphere weakens, which is the state it's in right now. It's it's quite weak, and the CMEs can smaller CMEs then can plow through it. So possibly you'll see interruptions today, tomorrow, and the next day in telecommunications. Click, click, click. <laughs> but, 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 but so these were not serious. The big issue is that we have entered in, into our 11-year cycle where we go from no sunspots up to a maximum of some sunspots um, in the middle of the cycle and back to no sunspots. So in about three years, we will have a lot of sunspots. And we have a very dangerous situation because our magnetosphere is much weaker than we've ever seen it before. And so if we get a powerful sunspot, mm -hmm. it can come through and not be absorbed by our magnetosphere, and it can hit our, our uh, electric grid. And, and all of this is happening on a day we have a lunar eclipse, and I'm eclipsing JC. We'll come back and talk about that magnetic force field. After I remind you that certified Piedmontese creates opportunities for producers to get paid better for the quality of beef that they produce. More details about the certified Piedmontese system and exactly how it will work for you. I'm talking about a premium of between 180 and $300 premium per head on top of the normal feeder calf price at 600 pounds, by the way. That's where we want to get them back into the system. Details from Marlon Will at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Back with the second half of a Roll Route with J.C. Cole after this. Welcome back to the bus. Roll Route sitting in the bus, not moving at the moment. Russellville, Arkansas is where you want to come and say hi today so I can shake your hand at the hope uh, the uh, hope county fairgrounds only trying to keep 85 sites and locations in my head jc no issue whatsoever good morning jolene uh jolene we do have a rag en route to congressman nuna so we have it happen very good all right uh JC, you made me think of this. I am getting a plethora of people completely unrelated to sunspots and natural um, climate issues. I am getting a plethora of people sending me notes saying, I know somebody, I, I saw this myself. They took the jab and now a magnet will stick to their arm. What's that about? I guess they, I guess they have magnetic personalities. <laughs> <laughs> And they didn't have it before the jab. Suddenly, if you want a magnetic personality, take the jab. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well, all you, um, all you, go ahead. The, you know, I've been reading into it and apparently, you know, there's some of the, some of the doctors who are, who are against the jab are, are clearly saying that they're injecting um, micro um, nanobots into your system. And I think right. even one of the, um, one of the, uh, um, uh, I don't know what to call it. One of the uh, pharmaceutical companies, I think it was Moderna, actually says, yes, they're they're putting in nanobots, and it's a it's a new management system. Well, I'm 
I'm sorry, I'm kind of fond of my old management system. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think God yeah. did a, a fairly good job. You know, we could have, you know, improved a little bit on the shoulders and the knees, but, you know, pretty good. I'm happy about this. Yeah, but, it's you know, so, how the new so, system works if you let it. Right. And so, so I also heard that um, if you take the jab, they say do not take an MRI for the next six weeks. Well, what's an MRI? You know, it's a mag, it's a massive magnetic field that you that they're reading your body on, and and that that probably cancels out the nanobots. And of course, what they don't want us to know is that we live in a electric magnetic universe, right? And and that um, as soon as we figured that out, which is what uh, pretty much um uh Nikola Tesla figured out mm-hmm. right you start to see how the how the world uh, the earth and the universe is being manipulated with magnetic electricity which we had touched on which is what harp is yeah. and 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 Talking weather that are you indicating that that somehow there was a, a forced event that caused that earthquake in china well, I don't know. You know, it's um, um, we know we have the ability to trigger stress locations. Okay. Mm-hmm. We also know that uh, standard earthquakes give three different wave signals, right? Um, like a P and S, and I forgot the other one. Shame on me. Um, and that oftentimes, occasionally, very unusual times, you'll see only two of the signals and the third one's missing. And you go, well, how could that be? Well, that might be an indication that it wasn't a real earthquake. But for instance, you know, when you, you look at timing and, and being, you know, and uh, maybe a little bit of suspicion, for instance, uh, I think it was July 1st, 2019, a Russian submarine, uh, caught on fire off the coast of Alaska and 15 okay. Russians, 15 Russians were killed, but they were able to salvage. It was a mini submarine. It was a mini spy submarine and uh, 15 Russians were killed, but they were able to salvage the uh, submarine. Okay. And, and then, and officially the Russians said that a global catastrophe was averted you go, global catastrophe? And four days later, actually three days later, an earthquake hit the exact location of China Lake Naval Facility in California on July the 4th. And then another earthquake hit it on a direct hit on on the naval uh, location on July 5th, and it closed down the facility. Didn't do any damage anyplace else, but it just happened to hit the naval facility, and they had to evacuate their underground um, uh, uh, facility. We we won't use the word bunkers, but of course I wouldn't. And so you just look at that and you say, isn't that, is that a coincidence that the Russians had their spy <sighs> submarine uh, catch on fire? And uh, then four days later, one of our top secret naval uh, uh, laboratories got closed down for an earthquake. 
That's about as coincidental as George Bush being a business partner with John Hinckley's father. Right. And I'm, I'm sure some of your listeners had read the book. Are you ready? The Rise of the Fourth Reich. And, and they, they know that Jeb Bush was due to have dinner that night with John Hinckley Jr.'s brother. But that got canceled. I did not know any of that. I didn't make this up. I, and, I just... Yeah, and I try to be somewhat informed, but, you know, you can't keep up with well, everything. Well, the, cha- the, challenge, the challenge is that they have us so busy on our daily right. hamster wheel... <laughs> that, you know, where are we going to get informed? And then, of course, as the, the congressman pointed out, you're going up against propaganda saying, oh, well, well, that's a conspiracy theory. And we all have to turn our brains off and not have any cognitive understanding uh, on things that don't meet the, the you know, the official um, narrative. Yeah. You know, and it goes all the way back to, you know, Kennedy being assassinated by a guy with a rifle that couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. Experts say that they couldn't do it. How could he do it? And and right. so, 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 you know, now it's it's one of those things. I actually I wrote my paper. I got it up on uh, Robert's uh, site, and it's called you know, um, uh, American Gray Swans, May twenty twenty one. Number one warnings about disaster. What is it about Americans that we ignore warnings of disaster? We do. You know, we were warned about 9-11. They, they, they deep-sixed it. Right? And, I mean, we were warned about the 1929. So you, you know my analogy, and I, I used my analogy in this regard as it involves the electricity and the stability of our electric grid. And it, it's like riding a horse. And so it's pretty rare that a horse bucks without giving you a warning that they're going to buck. And usually it's the third time if you haven't heeded the warning. Every uh, cracked finger, every scar on my chin, uh, scar on my waist, every one of those horse wrecks or mule wrecks came after a couple of warnings. And so you can either do something to fix what they're telling is not going right, or you can just go along and try to out, outride the buck. Our electric grid is exactly like that. We have had a couple warnings. Are we going to yep, fix no. the buck, or are we going to just get bucked off? Now, some people would call that experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. I had, I had 18 years' experience with the collapse of an entire society, and I'm coming back and just saying, look, our positioning is is very similar and we can easily have a collapse and it'll be much more devastating why well that's one thing we never covered off on why was it then when you looked at the collapse of the soviet union it was relatively peaceful there wasn't any there weren't any riots there were no um there was no revolution right well one of the reasons is that life was so tough during the soviet period and my wife is from there. It was so tough during the Soviet period that people had their little gardens to get through. And, and that started in the 70s. So by the time the 90s came along, 
they had like 6,000 square feet each that they were able to garden. This was like 95% of the people in the entire Soviet Union. And that would produce up to 70% of their food for the year. And we would know it from the from World War II as victory gardens. So they never had any, when their system collapsed, they never had any fear of not having food because they all had it. They all grew it. They all had their gardens. If you look at us, 98% of us aren't on the farm. Hey, the last time we had a financial crash was 19, you know, 2029, 30% of the people were on the farm. So yeah. we have a real big issue if our systems break because the majority of us, 98%, won't have access to food. And I have one minute, just so you know, in this segment, and then we have to go to the last segment. But I am getting more and more people asking questions on this tour, exactly how do we do this community food project. It's amazing that people just really don't even know where to start in producing their own food. Right. That's By the way, that's my focus. You know, we, we yeah. can't teach gardening to 90% of the Americans. It just won't happen. Mm-hmm. So instead, what we do is we create a financial system to create local farms. Well, we, we've got to dive into that a little better, you and I, and uh, really be solution providers instead of just always identifying problems. Because if we don't Correct. identify the solutions, we are the problem. Part of it. And then I've got an, I gave a homework assignment actually when I closed in Jackson, Mississippi this week because we were, I felt we were over time as the MC of the event. I, you get, you got to keep it rolling. I felt like we were over time. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what that homework assignment was. And uh, I want to dive into it because it, it clearly fits into what's happening today from a health and human, human health standpoint, vaccinations, clean living, all of that. J.C. Cole. We will come back with the final segment and talk about that plus the solutions of local or community food. I think we should move it over to community food, all things community. First, I want to remind you, Neogen is all about identifying a way for community food projects to zero in on the genetics that truly work. It's looking at the genomics, the alleles that are going to be passed to the next generation We just want to identify those that have the best chance of improving the overall efficiency because community food, global food, it really, this one doesn't matter. It's all about getting rid of mistakes and producing more with less. We've done a phenomenal job, but now we're in a new era and Neogen is making it possible to identify those genetics with a very simple, inexpensive test. Send in a little tissue sample, and they'll tell you which one you want to reproduce most often. Details about the Neogen shining a light on the genetic future at Neogen.com. J.C. Cole, we're back for the last segment after this. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Luce alongside J.C. Cole. How much do you know? you got to know all about this, the hygiene hypothesis. Oh, I did not help you. Did I just dump you? I can't you did. believe it. Okay. World War II, post-World War II, we have East Germany, West Germany. Uh, okay, so part of my story is flawed because now I think it was West Germany that was affluent, right? We have a wall separating the two. And right. one side is affluent. The other side is poor. Uh, living day to day, dirty, 
And so when they were, when Germany itself was talking about getting rid of the wall, co-mingling, everyone was afraid of the dirty, poor people in East Germany that were going to contaminate, that they were going to bring all of these problems. How were they going to survive? Because the affluent, clean side was just thriving and doing so much better. And in fact, what happened was when they started co-mingling, the people on the dirty, poor side had natural immunity to things. The people on the affluent side were vulnerable because they they lived in this sterile little bubble. And I think about that every single day when somebody is telling you, put hand sanitizer on three times a day or three times every hour, whatever the case may be. If you look at how you, your body actually develops and protects itself, you have to quit trying to live in a sterile bubble because those you look at just food allergies as a whole. Everybody's like, there's got to be something going on with GMOs causing all of these food allergies. Then why is it that the most common person that has a food allergy is an affluent white suburban mother? Because they're the ones who like to put themselves in this little bubble and not get any exposure to dirt and live in this little protected space that creates all of these vulnerabilities. The hygiene hypothesis walks through that tremendously well. Yep. No, it's, That's um, it? It, there's, yep. there's so many things that we're being controlled on and, and why, and lied to. Actually, I'm coming right. to the, the, the question, almost every big thing in our world we've been lied to. And I'm wondering if they ever told us any truths. Um, you know, it's yeah. like, um, uh, we're lied question. to on our monetary system. We're lied to about our energy system. We're lied to about, about Tesla technology. We're lied to about the space system. You know, it's like, you know, we certainly lied to about the, uh, electoral, uh, the electoral system. You know, what did they tell us that was true? Well, the answer to that question is we stopped just sitting back expecting somebody to tell us what's going on. We quit paying attention. Just like you stop going to Walmart looking at 400-pound women and go to a local mom-pop store, JC. It's that simple. Yeah. Stop yes. paying attention. Turn the TV off. Get your source of information from somebody who's been there, done that. Like J.C. Cole, <laughs> living through yeah. 18 years of the crumble of the Soviet Union. It's simple. Yes. Um, listen, I, I came up with another question, just in case, and this is our last uh, session today. So can I, can I ask it? Sure. What was George Washington's first battle as the Continental Army commander, and did he win it or lose it? Uh, chopping down a cherry tree? That would be a battle with his mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see who can get this one right. Alan, he's busy. This one's a little bit tougher. Yeah, that's a little tougher. And the, and the picture behind me, is a picture of uh, Washington at uh, the Battle of Princeton. Mm -hmm. By the way, that's not a hint. <laughs> uh, dirt is always our friend. In fact, I tell people this story, and they're like, I even tell, I have told some veterinarians, and they're like, oh, that can't really work. At home, when the sows start farrowing, or when they they're, have farrowed and they have a litter that maybe gets a bit of a scour, something's not right in their digestive system, I keep this clean pile of dirt. And I go get a scoop of dirt, and I just throw it on the mat. And after two days, and with without fail, 
they'll come around and get back to a normal stool. It's just, I don't put anything in there but dirt. Hmm. You know, it's, it's re- interesting. I want it's I, fixing I, that I, biome, and and I, so we need to apply that same logic to our human health. But I also think that uh, many of the animals have this in- intuition, whether they recognize it consciously or not, where they start feeding on what they need. For instance, my goats, when I let them out, they go straight to the white pine trees. It, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like it's a smorgasbord for them. Right. And now we're finding out. <laughs> especially with the jab, that possibly white pine tea has some very important chemicals in it. We, we've even seen data from the UK or from New Zealand that documented farmers who breathe animal manure are five times less likely to contract any disease because they build their immune system. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And, and, as, and as Dean brings up, there's nothing better to build your immune system than cleaning JC's chicken coop. And Dean, you are cordially invited to come here anytime you want <laughs> and build your health system. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, another thing is people, people don't seem to realize that, do you know where antibiotics come from? Fungus in the dirt. That's where they build yeah. an antibiotic. It's from fungus in the dirt. The answer is the soil. And and I like to talk about, and I did talk about one on one of our stops, is there's a difference between dirt and soil. And our job as farmers and managers of the resources is to build healthy soil and not have dirt. Okay. Solutions. The community Solution. food, food projects. Well, How the do first we stop is- talking about it and get it done? Well, the, 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 the first one is actually, you know, you, you take the solution into your into your private family. If you're able to create a garden or if you're able to invest in a farm or a CSA, that, that's one. You know, support your local farmer. And then the mm-hmm. second is that you start to get the community to recognize that they need local farming. And, um, you know, and... Um, pointing out how vulnerable they are if the supply system shuts down. Now we have an example of the supply system shutting down or almost shutting down. Okay. And of course the third, the big one, which is what I'm trying to tackle is to get to Washington to the real decision makers and to put in a program that creates local farm investments right and we know that the we know that the 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 governments can change um the focus on investment by changing a couple of different different things like tax tax law or the availability of funds now how do we keep that transparent so that that they don't go all into the back pocket and nancy pelosi i just had to bring her in (laughs) and Yes, and I would like to suggest something that she could wrap around her neck, but we have to keep this civil, right? Back maybe, to community, maybe, community yeah, food back projects. Back to communities, and so, so you know, I, I haven't read it in a while, but it was, um, I think it was a book. Uh, I'll find it and send it to you so you can post it. But it was um, recreating the food grid. It was by a. Um, 
a professor of agriculture up in um, Vermont. And, and it has some very good ideas in it on how to recreate a local farm uh, food grid, right? Just like an electric grid. And that's a combination of small farms, medium farms, and of course, large farms. And, and we, we have to create that balance. Otherwise, we won't survive as a country and we won't survive as a, as a, right. uh, as a species. And, and I think it's clear to point out that sustainable food for the future is all size farms. It's not all little farms. It's not all community farms. That's just where you go start building this diversity of the food system. Cause we need yes. big farms. We, we need big farms. The reason why we, I focus on little farms is because they were the ones that got knocked out of the, of the right. system. It's like taking, you know, you need a balance of all vitamins and all of a sudden they're knocking out, mm-hmm. you know, vitamin A and vitamin D and vitamin E, and you're wondering why. So that's why I'm focused on that. This is small farms um, are, are the ones that got crushed. I'm going to get some data on that. I don't think that's completely accurate. Small farms getting crushed, absolutely. But I don't know if it's at a different rate than big farms getting crushed because some of the biggest farms ever uh, merge into bigger farms and somebody's taken out. Right, and, and, and what kind of lunacy is this that we allow our system, with all the money that we have, we allow the bankruptcy of a farm, right? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would buy those up and put them into a special holding trust. And then because it takes five years to build a farm at least, and it takes five hours to destroy it from an auction. Of all things, why as a species do we destroy our own food supply? This is, this is crazy. This is ludicrous. Thank you, Harry Truman. Harry Truman <laughs> said that it takes great skill, dedication, and effort to build a barn, and any jackass can kick it down in 30 seconds. Yes. That's that's a good slogan for the day and for life, actually. One minute, JC. What do we need to most cover? Oh, well, we I need do have to one find question. Out what Washington's oh, first. Uh, nobody's what? nobody's even close to answering that question. That's unanswerable. Uh, but I do need to, to do ask you one thing before we run out of time. We have had, particularly in your part of the world, CSAs, Community Supported Agriculture. Were they yeah. a good first step, and have they been successful? And we have one minute. Um, some of them are su- successful. Um, they're a little bit... Um... They're a little bit trying, um, and mm. that uh, you need a certain amount of uh, population around it uh, around you to support it. So it it does have a model. It's not going to be the model to solve all problems. Again, it's part of the solution. There is not a silver bullet. Correct. All right. What's the answer to the question? Because nobody's going to get it. Battle of Boston. And I, I highly recommend everybody to get the book, 1776. It was written by McCullough. Phenomenal book. Makes you believe in your country again. Right. And it's, a ba- and it's available on Audible for those who don't read a lot. <laughs> I don't know how you think people can read all these books you bring to us. I can't keep up. We've successfully I'm journeyed. I'm, I'm listening to them. And, you know, that's why it's called a smartphone, because if you download smart books on it, you can listen to them. 
We've successfully journeyed. We need to have an Arise Tour at a CSA. I'm glad we brought that up today. We've journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America. J.C. Cole and myself remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route. See you in Russellville.